Hey friends, my name is Amanda. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. The Secret Place is a podcast created to share snippets of the Father's heart, to truly grasp what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. The first podcast on the Secret Place podcast. So crazy to think that something that has been over a year in the making is finally here. You know, there are plenty of times where I said no to the Lord, where people have mentioned that I should do a podcast, that I should be sharing what the Lord is speaking to me. And finally, I said yes. It pays to be obedient. And I believe that the Lord is going to use this for His glory. So this past week, I was just really asking the Lord, what can I share? What do you want me to share with the people on the first podcast? Because it's something so special. And he brought me to Second Kings. And I always joke around and say a lot of times that I don't understand the Old Testament. But then as I continue to read, the Lord continues to open my eyes to things that I have never thought about. Or maybe I had never quite read the same way. And today I want to share out of Second Kings chapter 4 verses 28 and 29, and then 31 and 35. And please excuse me, I don't know all of the correct pronunciations of things, but I'm going to do my best. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 28 says, Did I ask you for a son, my lord? This is a woman talking to Elisha. Didn't I tell you don't raise my hopes? Because she wasn't able to have a child, and Elisha knew and said, Hey, like, you're going to become pregnant, and you're going to have a son. And verse 29, Elisha said to Gehazi, tuck your cloak into your belt, take my staff in your hand and run. Don't greet anyone you meet. And if anyone greets you, do not answer. Lay my staff on the boy's feet. So this lady had this child that Elisha said she was going to have. And the child ended up dying. Okay, so the mother is in this place of such hopelessness that yes, she did have a son. And she was so overjoyed because what Elisha had said had come true. But if you, if you read previously in this chapter, it says that the boy sat on his mother's lap until about noon and then he died. It says that in verse 20. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door and went out. So then here she is in this hopeless situation. Her child that she was given to by the Lord is now dead. And in the natural, it looks so impossible. It looks like such a crazy situation that... Nobody can come back from. And then verse 31, Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the boy's face, but there was no sound or response. So I went back to meet Elisha and told him the boy has not awakened. You know, I was reading this and I, I couldn't even imagine this woman coming to this place of such hopelessness that her son was dead that she had hoped for. And then Elisha saying to do this and And this man going to do that lays the rod on the staff on the boy's face and then nothing happens. So it says in verse 32, when Elisha reached the house, there was a boy lying dead on his couch. He went in, shut the door on the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Then he got on the bed and lay on the boy mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes, hands to hands. As he stretched himself out on him, the boy's body grew warm. Elisha turned away and walked back and forth in the room and then got on the bed and stretched out on him once more. The boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. 
you know, when I'm looking at this situation, when I'm looking at some things in the Bible, it seems so crazy that the Lord would put these things in there, that, that people would write about these stories that just seem so impossible. But I also look at it as an opportunity for the Lord to move, an opportunity for the faithfulness of the Lord, an opportunity for miracles to take place. So we see this woman being so hopeless. She's looking at an impossible situation. And I want to ask you, have you ever found yourself in an impossible situation? Maybe things that the Lord has put in your heart have not come to pass yet. Maybe that's the impossible situation you find yourself looking at. Maybe things that you thought were supposed to go one way, but have not. And now you don't know what to do. And looking towards the next section, we see that Elisha went in and he shut the door and he prayed to the Lord. And as I was reading this, all the Lord kept speaking to my heart was, Amanda, what would happen if you got in and shut the door? And spent time in the secret place with me. What would happen if you got shut in with the Lord? What if you went in and you closed the door behind you and you said, Lord, I'm going to stay in this room until something happens. I'm going to stay in this room until my miracle comes. What would happen? What would come out of that place? What would happen in that moment? Often I wonder, do we stop too soon? Do we look at our circumstances and we say, oh, I know I serve a big God. I know that he can do the impossible, but I don't have the time to wait on him right now. And in turn, we stop too soon and we miss our miracle. You know, Elisha had to move with obedience. He knew where his help was found. He knew that he could find it in the Lord. He knew that he could find his miracle and he goes so far to get on the boy I could just picture it and it kind of makes me laugh, but I don't want to laugh about it because it is the word of the Lord, but it makes me laugh just picturing him getting on the boy. You know, it says hand to hand, mouth to mouth. He stretched himself out and the the boy's body grew warm. So something started to happen because of Elisha's obedience, because of Elisha's act of, of faith in this moment. But he doesn't stop there. And I think we do a lot of times. We say, oh, I thought something was going to happen, but I didn't see it. So I'm going to stop and I'm going to take that from the Lord as my answer. And I want to tell you, we serve a miracle working God. We serve a God who was able to do the impossible, even when we see with our natural eyes what seems like impossible and we can't understand, we can't comprehend the magnitude of the power of the Lord, but I'm telling you right now that he can do those things in your life. And and we see that Elisha doesn't give up there. It says that he he turned away and and he walked back and forth in the room and then got on the bed and stretched out on him once more. And I, I was reading this and I was really thinking, you know, I believe that when Elisha was doing this, that he was praying. I believe that he was prayer walking in that room. I believe that he was in a moment where he was so desperate to see the Lord move that he said, I'm going to keep going until something happens. And as, as I believe that he's praying, you know, the text doesn't tell us that he was praying, but I believe that he was, he's walking back and forth. And he said, once more, I'm going to get on this boy. And he gets on once more. And we see that the boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. 
The miracle had been complete. Hope was found. The Lord moved just like Elisha knew he would. And I want to say to you today, get back on. Walk around. Pray. Believe the Lord for the miracle because it's coming. You know, I I love to tell stories when I talk. And I feel like sometimes they're funnier for me. But I want to share one with you. So... I am a missionary with King's Castle Ministries in El Salvador. And in El Salvador, we have this place called the Prayer Palace. So at the Prayer Palace, they have had 24-7 prayer for over 20 years. It is an incredible place. It is an incredible place to see the Holy Spirit move. Just, it's just, it's so fire. So the one day I had just been working with a team, a bunch of teams, and we had dropped them off at the airport that morning. And in my human mind... I thought, I'm going to go home and I'm going to rest. And to be honest, I just wanted to watch some Netflix. So I'm sitting in my house and I felt the Lord say, Amanda, I want you to go to the prayer palace and pray for four hours. And I knew that he meant four hours straight. But in my mind, I was like, how am I going to pray for four hours straight? And so I wrestled with the Lord a little bit about it. It took me more time questioning the Lord and not wanting to go than it did to actually be obedient. So I said, okay, Lord, if this is you, I'm going to call the prayer palace and see if they have any hours open. And if they have hours open, I'm going to take them. But if they don't, I'm not going to take them. And I'm just going to assume that it wasn't you. So I call up to the prayer palace and I say, hey, I, you know, I'm really wanting to come pray today. Do you happen to have any hours open? And the thing with the prayer palace is people take four hours a day and pray, but it's it's split up. It's if you take eight to ten in the morning, you're also taking eight to ten at night. Two to four in the morning, you're also taking two to four in the afternoon. That's just how they do it to make sure, you know, people can cover that there's continuous hours at the prayer palace. And lo and behold, I call and I say, hey, do you have any hours open? And the lady goes, yes, we actually have four hours open. And I said, oh, okay, what ones are they? Knowing that the Lord had told me to do four hours straight. And she says, oh, well, actually we have four hours open right now, like four continual hours together open. Um, What hours would you like to come and pray? And everything in me wanted to say, Oh, I'm only going to pray for these two hours. But I knew the Lord had called me to that. So I said, I will take all four. And so I leave my house and I'm kind of frustrated. You know, I'm praying the whole way there, kind of grumbling. And I get there and there's this lady on the second floor. So the third floor is where there's continuous prayer. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It never stops. Um, So I'm on the second floor going to the third floor. And... There's this lady standing there that I have never met in my life. And the Lord goes, give her a hug. And again, I'm thinking, this is so weird. This lady I've never met. You want me to give her a hug? And the Lord says, give her a hug. So I go over and in my broken Spanish, I ask this lady, can I give you a hug? And she says, yes. And I hugged her. And I I want to be able to say that something crazy happened that, you know, I could feel the fire of the Holy Spirit or, or the lady, you know, was so grateful. 
nothing happened. And when I say nothing, I mean, we hugged, the lady just looked at me and I left. And I thought it was the weirdest thing, but I was so confident that I was being obedient. So I go up to the third floor to start my prayer, my four continual hours of prayer. And I go and I'm like an hour and a half in and this lady comes up to the third floor and this lady is standing, the one that I just hugged is standing on the third floor with me. And as she's standing there, she just looks at me like we are not saying any words. And she looks at me and she just begins to cry, which makes me cry. But at this time, I don't know why I'm crying. Half of me is thinking that I offended her. And she comes over to me and she explains who she is. She explains that she was from Guatemala and she had just come there for a week um, because she felt like the Lord wanted her to. And me trying to understand, you know, her Spanish. And she tells me that she had had back pain and that it was getting really bad. She had been to so many doctors and nothing had gotten better. And she was just so tired of being in pain every day and she said that when I had come over to hug her she had felt this warmth in her back and the Lord used that hug to heal her back and as I sit here even now just thinking about this time thinking about this time where I was obedient to the Lord where the Lord used me to hug this lady so she could receive her healing you know, I didn't see it when I hugged her. I just thought I was being obedient. I didn't know that she would be healed. You know, I didn't know she was having any of this back pain. But I still was so confident in the Lord that he was going to do something in that moment. And I think back to this time where Elisha was so confident that him getting on this boy, this dead child, would bring him back to life. And I know in my life, I want to be so obedient to the Lord. I want to be in these places where, yes, Elisha looked crazy probably sitting in there on this boy, you know, mouth to mouth, hand to hand. But I want to go to those places. I want to be crazy for the Lord to see the crazy happen. And that can be you too. You can listen for the Lord. You can do the crazy things and expect crazy things to happen because they will every single time. You know, what if I would have stayed home? What if I would have sat and watched Netflix? Yeah, the Lord could have healed that lady. But who knows if it would have came that day. You know, the Lord knows everything and he has a perfect plan. But he also would have used somebody else if I was not obedient. And I wouldn't be sitting here telling this story to you right now. Because I decided to do something other than what the Lord told me to do. This lady that I met in the prayer palace from Guatemala was looking at a hopeless situation. She had spent years with back pain. Years to where she was tired. She was giving up. But one hug, one act of obedience from the Lord caused this woman to be healed. Now, I know we serve a God of the impossible. I know that in one instant, in one moment, he can change our lives. In one moment, he can heal. Maybe you're listening to this podcast right now and you you need a healing in your body. And I believe that the Lord can use this story. I believe that the Lord can use Elisha's journey. The Lord can use anything to bring your healing. And I believe that right now. 
that he can cause something to change in your life. He can cause something to shift. And you can see your healing, that your miracle is coming. We serve a God of miracles. We serve a God of the impossible. You know, some things that I said on this podcast, I didn't even plan to say, but I am so confident in the Lord that they will fall on ears that are ready to hear what he wants to say. I want there to be moments where we are found in the secret place where we get shut in just like Elisha did. Where we get shut in, we hear his voice, we move with such faith, such obedience to see miracles happen. And I believe they will every single time. Now before I end this podcast, I want to pray for you and believe for the crazy in your life. Lord, I come to you right now on behalf of the person listening to this podcast. Lord, I pray for open doors in their life, God. Lord, I pray for moments where they see the impossible and they go to the one who can do all things. Lord, that they run to the one who moves in the supernatural, God, that they would know that they can go to that place, that they can get shut in with you and see a miracle happen. Lord, I pray right now for healing over the one listening, for provision over the one listening. Lord, that you would expand territory, that you would answer prayers that may have been prayers for years and years, God, that you would cause dreams to come back to life. Lord, that you would just move in the impossible, Lord, that you would bless the one that is listening, God, that they would go back and they would read the story over and over and over again and see where the impossible became possible with you, God. Lord, like just like this child came back to life, Jesus, would you bring things back to life in them? Lord, we believe you. We trust you. We know that you can move, and I know you will do it now. God, bless the people listening. Lord, we place this podcast in your hands. I place their lives into your hands, Jesus, and we just thank you and we glorify you for who you are and what you're going to do before you even do it, Lord, because you are worthy and you are a miracle worker, God. You are God of the impossible. In your name, amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I pray the Lord used it to stir and challenge your heart. Until next time, I'm Amanda, and you're listening to In the Secret Place.